We Will Not Be Tamed, a Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation podcast that encourages all Texans to get involved in conserving the wild things and wild places of our state. I'm Lydia Saldana with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, and I have on the line today two friends of the foundation, Mac McFarlane and Josh McKee. Uh, they're Dallas businessmen, they're friends, they're outdoorsmen. Uh, they're also, I guess you could say they're the godfathers of the Stewards of the Wild program. So we're going to talk about that and probably a, a couple of other topics as well. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Glad, yeah, glad to be here. Awesome. Well, we've been thinking a lot about the connections, especially um, this year and a year of a pandemic and how we're, we're all, even though we're apart, we're connected to each other, we're connected to the outdoors. Um, the Stewards of the Wild program is, is going strong. And I thought it might be interesting just to talk to you guys a little bit about the origin of the Stewards program. And, and Mac, I know that started with a letter um, from your grandfather. You wanna tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it actually started, Josh and I, um, I think on multiple, hunting trips down to South Texas had talked about the, the idea and the, and the framework for it. Um, as, as we kind of started putting pen to paper, I thought definitely want to want to get, we, we felt strongly enough about um, that something would materialize. And so knew that, that my grandfather would carry a lot more weight than, uh, <laughs> than I did. So I got him to write basically the same time I sent Ann Brown uh, the proposal for like what it would be that Josh and I kind of wrote together. Um, I got my grandfather to go, Hey, you know, basically verify me. So, so she wouldn't. She <laughs> and wouldn't and, think and your grandfather not. is, I know who your grandfather is, but share it with our audience. Sorry. Yeah. Wales Madden, uh, who's recently passed away and uh, in, in, 2017 was inducted in the Texas Parks and Wildlife Hall of Fame uh, for his work with Canyon Cita Ranch and the Powder Canyon. And of course, he's been an avid outdoorsman. He was an avid outdoorsman his whole life. Probably, yes. probably you were you were very much involved with him in the outdoors. I'm, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, he he uh, he instilled a, a love for all things wild in me in a in a big way. He you know. Spent a lot of time in, in Colorado, lived in Amarillo uh, most of the year, but spent a lot of time in Colorado. And um, so summers were hiking and trying to add to his uh, number of bagged 14ers that he, he would, he'd summit. He didn't start hiking <laughs> after, I think he was 60 when he started, started hiking. So um, yes, very much, very passionate about Texas, very passionate about um you know, public land and, and conservation and, uh, and all things wild for sure. So, so you and Josh are down in a, a hunting blind or in a deer camp in South Texas, and you're, you're kind of banding about the ideas. So kind of, Josh, give me the backstory of that, kind of those conversations and what y'all were thinking of before you reached out to Annie Brown at the foundation. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, well, so as you mentioned, Mac and I are uh, here in Dallas in, in the business world, and and um, we have a uh, an interest and passion for business, and we also have an interest and passion for for the outdoors, and um, and just through our 
networking and spheres of influence here in North Texas, we just realized, hey, there was kind of a of a void, if you will, of a, of a platform and a place to go get connected with other like-minded individuals who had uh, a passion for the outdoors, had a passion for Texas. And um, just through that, we started thinking, hey, where, where could we where could we go? Where could we kind of be the origin of, of creating something like this? Um, um, and one of the gentlemen that kind of we've, we've hunted with in South Texas uh, was a, a board of trustees for the Texas Parks Vitalized Foundation. So we were familiar with the foundation um, through that. And he said, hey, this could be um, just a kind of a great um, organization to um, kind of be a lifting uh a lifting springboard for kind of this idea we had. And so, you know, the idea was going, hey, we want, we want to create a platform, uh, uh, an avenue for kind of the next generation of leaders here in Texas to come be uh, connected, uh, plugged in, educated, informed um, uh, on the conservation issues facing the state of Texas. And so um, through that, we said, hey, you know, foundation seems like a, a just a, the the best place to do that. And through that's when, you know, Mac and I and start talking and creating this. And then from there, you know, reached out to Annie and uh, Mac's grandfather was super helpful in getting it going. And so, yeah, that that's that's kind of really the, the, the origin of it and how we got going. So it started in Dallas. And, and did you all at the time think beyond Dallas or were you thinking that it was mainly going to be a kind of a Dallas based deal? Yeah, I mean, we were um, I think initially it was it was probably let's start with Dallas. Um, um, the foundation obviously headquartered in Dallas, but obviously clearly has a, a presence all the way across the state. And so, you know, our our primary network is here in Dallas. And so that's where we, let's go start. Uh, let's start there. Uh, and then it kind of quickly grew into going, hey, this is something we can replicate in Austin, Houston, San Antonio, et cetera, across the state. So it quickly kind of became a, a model that was was scalable and replicable. So it, it really has grown. I mean, it's amazing. That was back in 2013, right? That's the right date, is correct? Yeah, that's right. We we started uh, we we started kind of initially having conversations kind of late 2012, early 13, and then we had our first kickoff event in June of 13. Uh, was when our first formal uh, event uh, took place. So, and what it, was your? Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, I I was just going to piggyback on on some of those uh, comments that Josh made. Um, I, I think. The, to add on to what he was saying about how and why it got started too, I think in Texas where we're 95% plus private land, you know, we were in, in driving to go hunting and talking about uh, all different kinds of things. We're going this land conservation, land stewardship, these concepts are kind of like an old man's game. It's like once you've created wealth for yourself then you can buy land you know in a state like texas and then and then you care about what it means to steward that properly and and i think part of the big driver behind starting this was wanting to go yeah that's that's probably not right that that just because we're in a 
a state that's got less public land than some of the Western states, you know, we should still uh, have younger people thinking about what it means to steward resources and land and, and you know, essentially make, make Parks and Wildlife Department and the foundation more famous among a younger group of people. Um, so that, that I think is important to add on to kind of like the, the why and how it was, uh, you know, okay. started. So were y'all surprised at the reception or, or what was your response to the reaction of folks that got involved? And what were the types of folks that got involved early on? Yes, I was really surprised because I think at the beginning it, it was, you know, Josh and I's network of, of friends and like, you know, strong arming people to come to a dinner. We got, you know, Annie helped us get a great uh, location that would make it easy for people to want to come to. I but remember then, that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're still going, hey, come give up your, you know, Thursday night to mm -hmm. um, come here about something that you really don't know what it is yet. Um, so yeah, I was definitely surprised. And then, uh, you know, where, where all it's gone since and, and uh, you know, numbers of, of members and chapters is uh, it's fantastic and definitely surprising. Yeah, and what is your perception of where it's gone? I mean, what, what is your observation of how it started and where it is now? That's for yeah, both I of you. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really unique too in the sense that, and I'll, and I'll back up a little bit, you know, we were really surprised just also at the reception, um, at the positive reception that we got from, from Annie and the other leaders at the Texas Parks Wildlife Foundation. We originally, um, you know, had a, had a, had a meeting with Annie. She was, she was, um, uh, pretty, pretty quickly got really on board and, and they put effort and resources into this, which, uh, we thought it would have been a little bit harder of a, of a sales pitch and, yeah, and sure. kind of getting things going. And, and she quickly jumped on board and, and, uh, and, and the board of trustees of the foundation jumped on board and, and really supported the idea, supported Mac and I, uh, which was, which was, uh, which was awesome. And we were super appreciative of, and, and was, you know, just kind of a, you know, a springboard for us, um, to, to get going. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, the, the surprising thing, one of, one of the coolest things about it is each chapter. I mean, we've got chapters all the way across the state um in all your major markets and even in you know smaller markets and one of the coolest things about it is each chapter has its own local leadership and so there are individuals within that specific city and or market that that, that run and, and shepherd uh that group of membership and each and each each chapter has its kind of own um characteristics and its own personality if you will uh which is really cool um you know where Example, Austin, um, just the location of Austin and, and parks and hiking and kind of paddle boarding and doing all that stuff where we don't really have as much of that opportunity here in North Dallas. They've got a little bit more of a focus in, in that type of, of, of stuff and activity and create events and, and activities around that. And in Dallas where we don't, it feels a little bit different. And it's, and it's great because they're, it's tailored to, you know, what's going on in those 
specific uh, regions and cities and uh, and the leaders there help foster and grow that and stuff. And so, um, and so it's been, it's been really uh, encouraging just to see uh, the growth, the growth in each, uh, in these cities and, and, and especially in these smaller cities where, you know, you just don't, may not have the, uh, the population obviously that you do in Dallas or Houston or, or Austin, like Midland, uh, but they like, get, right. that's Midland right. Midland is a that's great right. example of that. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's one of the, if not the largest chapter. Right. Uh, right. and so it's really, um, it's a testament to the leaders out there in, in West Texas. So it, it's also a reminder of how many different doorways there are into the out of doors that we all experience it and appreciate it in different ways. You know, I mean, it's it, everybody does it, uh, steps into the outdoors and experiences it in different ways. And you kind of reference that um, talking about the different chapters and their different personalities. So that's cool. Um, so you, you, we were talking about Annie, and we mean Ann Brown, Annie Brown, who was the uh, executive director of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation for many, many years. Um, and now Susan Houston is the executive director and also an ardent supporter of the stewards program as well. Um, now, have you been uh, following or keeping up with what's happening with the mentored hunts that the stewards are doing? I have seen those, followed those, have not been on any um yet so i didn't participate in those but um i know that we, they've we've had both got couple... friends that have gone though too good yeah yeah um in in december i i had the privilege of of going to powderhorn ranch with a group of folks from austin um and many who had never hunted before and it was an incredible experience to see the the the, the stewards that are you know um you know avid hunters they want to share their passion with others and then sharing that and their knowledge with folks who had never done it before. And just seeing that light go on, it was, it was really amazing. Um, I hope you guys have the opportunity to experience it because um, your experience would be very, very much um, appreciated out there in the field. It sure. was a very, very cool deal. So that was, that was neat that, you know, even in, a, in this time of pandemic, the, the stewards and Matt Hughes, who's, um, you know, the, the guy that leads it for the foundation, We've, we've done so many things to try to keep people connected, uh, even in sure. this, even in these very, very weird times. So that's, um, sure. that's, that's really cool. So Absolutely. And put out some great content and videos of, of people getting to experience their, their first time. It's like really, you know, genuinely touching stuff. It's cool. Yeah. So, so Mac, you've had, you know, you've had a connection to Parks and Wildlife. Um, and, and certainly your grandfather, Wales Madden, very much tied into Paladuro, knowing what the department is. Did you learn anything? Have you learned anything new about Texas Parks and Wildlife during this experience? And I would pose that same question for you too, Josh. Yeah, I, th I think um, the, the board fellows experience was really an education into kind of the, the I mean, a lot deeper dive into what's going on with the foundation, how they're stewarding the resources that people are giving that they want to be, they want to have. Back up, back up and explain what the board fellows program. I was going to ask you about that. Thank you for yeah. bringing it up. So it, get, get, explain what that is. You bet. So uh, Josh and I were the, uh, the inaugural or the, the first, the, the uh, first board fellows. So we were kind of the, the test class. Um, but just a great experience getting to sit in and, and listen to uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation uh, Board of Directors meetings. And those are, uh, I believe, quarterly. 
and um, in, a, in a normal world and, uh, you know, face to face and, and all the board of trustees um, attends those meetings. And so you're getting to sit in on everything from, you know, pronghorn relocation plans to like the, the financial activities and investments of, uh, of the foundation. So that was a really uh, great eye-opening experience. Get the, you know, it's, it's fun being around the trustees because a lot of these people are, um, you know, really smart, kind, influential people in the mm -hmm. state of Texas. And, and, uh, and it's, it's just fun to get to hear their, their perspective and their, their heart for, you know, younger people doing big things, uh, within the foundation and, uh, in the department. So yeah, really liked getting the, the kind of backseat or, or, uh, you know, in, inside the clubhouse view on that. That was really fun and definitely eye-opening. Awesome. Josh, your take? Yeah, I, I think uh, just the impact that the foundation has on the state. Uh, I was unaware of that kind of coming into this, you know, and one, you know, I think a, a great example of that is that you mentioned the, um, the Powderhorn Ranch and just um, how the foundation was able to put that deal together. Um, and um, and the significance of that 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 has for the state of Texas long term, you know, that's just one example. Uh, in the last few years, that the amount of impact that the foundations that having on the state of Texas for you know for generations to come, um, you know, that's a huge deal. Um, that's going to pre preserve a ton of coastal land there, and um, and so. Yeah, I think just the, 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 the significance that the, the foundation has on the state was one of the things that was, was um, eye-opening to me. And, you know, back to the idea of connections again, I think about, I think about um, your grandfather, Mac, and I, I had, I, it was such a pleasure. I, I got to produce the video about him for the Conservation Hall of Fame a few years back. And it was, it was just the most I, I, delightful um, affirming, uh, my eyes are welling up with tears. <laughs> he was just, just so amazing. And to see him out there and the connection that he had to Paladuro in particular, and I know he connected you to that as well. Um, and then look how it's playing out in the next generation. It, it's just pretty cool. Well, I, I appreciate that, Lydia. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've watched and rewatched that video and sitting around a family just on uh, anniversaries and, and birthdays and, uh, just the whole family loved, uh, the way that you guys portrayed him and, and his love for the land. And yeah, like, I mean, really touching. So right back at you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so do you, is that your favorite park? Do you go to Peladero often, Matt? I don't get there often, uh, but definitely my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> So it's the, the, the six hour drive and, and four kids, we we're planning one, uh, within the next, you know, year and a half. And we did go for spring break, uh, this year. That's a major tactical operation. I can just is. imagine. Yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous. That's, that's awesome. You know, so, you know, hopefully we're, we're going to be winding down with this pandemic and having more in-person 
you know, opportunities, more social outings with the, with the stewards. Cause I know that was kind of the bread and butter. And, and I know that, that Matt really struggled with coming up with different ways to engage online, but hopefully in 2021, we'll be, there'll, there'll be more face-to-face -face stuff. But as, as you guys kind of reflect on the past, you know, history of the stewards and looking to the future, let's kind of wrap this conversation up. What are you hoping going forward for stewards of the wild? I'll go. I, I think, um, uh, part of the, you, you asked this question a little bit ago, or kind of part of it, like how, how however many years we are in looking at it now. Um, I think one of the things that I, that was at the core of what we wanted to do initially was serving people, getting, getting young, uh, young people together who are passionate about the, about the outdoors in Texas and finding ways you know, creative ways to serve in our communities. And that has just proven more difficult than, than we thought it would be. Um, it, it, they've done a great job and have had some awesome events, but I'd love to see that, you know, grow and really expand. And um, it's, it's just kind of a, a sky's the limit type deal when you talk about the quality of people that are involved in stewards. And so, um, you know, we've had some awesome events getting, uh, Dallas inner city kids out on their first fishing trip, you know, and, and actually catching fish, you know, but, but the logistics of pulling that off and going, okay, where are fishing rods coming from? What, you know, what moms are okay with their, their sons, like leaving city concrete for the first time and driving out to a place where you've already sourced and vetted and think that, this is worth the time because they're likely to catch fish, you know, um, so much goes into that. And so totally understand, um, you know, w why uh, it, it's been difficult to get those going. And at the same time, that's probably what I'm most hopeful for in the future, because I think it just makes such a difference. People uh, are drawn to, to people who serve. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. Okay, Josh. Yeah, uh, that well said, Mac. Um, that's right. You know, also I, I think, you know, we would we would love just to see um, the fruit of, of stewards and see, uh, and that fruit being in the form of, of of an increase in people that are um, uh, concerned with. Uh, what's going on in the outdoors, what's going on uh, with the conservation issues facing the state of te Texas and, and, and really sympathize with, um, um, with um, those issues. You know, um, you may not be a, a hunter, but you recognize that there's value in that and, and you're glad that people do it. You may not be a huge fisherman, but you see value in it. And if you see value in it, you're going to be uh, you're going to protect it. You're going to conserve it. You're going to be interested in it. And so would love just for stewards to play a role in that in the state of going, uh, getting people uh, connected and engaged with those issues. And, and if people see it, see value in it, they're going to they're going to steward it and protect it. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. And um, thank you for a great idea. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank, thanks, thank thanks you, Lydia. And thanks for uh, telling, telling people stories and, and doing this. We sure appreciate it.
Thank you. Brought to you by Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, We Will Not Be Tamed calls us all to appreciate the wildness of Texas, the vastness of our Texas spirit, and why we should be inspired to conserve it. Find out more at wewillnotbetamed.org.